What's up, everybody? This is Duante Keller Woods for my main man and co-host Michael Franz, and this is Take After the Take. And and, and what are we gonna talk about first? Right. We on uh, episode two. We had a lot of uh, NFL stuff kind of going on here recently. Of course, we've had Tiger Woods go um, in the news still, of course. Yep. Um, but I mean, kicking off NFL, we got Dak. We got Jameis Ooh. stuff to talk about. We got a. Uh, I do want to talk about Alex Smith a little bit. Um, well, let's, let's let's jump right into it. Let's talk so, about A. Smith. Let's go. So I kind of find it funny like I think the Washington football team is just completely in shambles like they don't know what they're doing first you got Ron Rivera you got a good leader as a coach coming in right Right. and everything starts from the top down and their upper leadership their upper management is absolutely horrible um I would have told anybody Dwayne Haskins wasn't going to do well in the NFL like we were talking about last last episode we were talking about you know certain certain uh, colleges that I don't like with quarterbacks that come out and Ohio state's one of them. Right. Uh, also another one, like they have quarterbacks that convert to wide receiver. And if they don't, then they fail in the NFL. Right. Right. So when it comes to it, yes, he was great in college, but when it came to the NFL, horrible pick. So speaking in, in regards to Alex Smith, for what he went through and coming out, still playing, doing what he had to do, everything that he's endured and to easily cut him the way that they did, I think was they don't have a they don't have anybody. They had the guy that filled in for him the one night that he was uh, uh, in that he was his leg was injured and he played well, right? But he is nowhere near a starter. I forgot that that the guy's name, Tyler, I mean, Tyler Hickey, I believe. Yeah, that that guy. Thank you. Um, so when it comes to it, like I think that Alex Smith was done a complete disservice when it came to the Washington situation. Well, um, hearing from like uh, Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera said that his thing was um, that he didn't want to get Alex hurt. Okay, so he said, I didn't want to get Alex hurt. I also don't I I don't feel like I think he feels he didn't come out and say this because, of course, you don't want to, you know, disrespect anybody else on the football team. But he, he was basically saying, hey, man, our offensive line is not good enough to protect this guy. So I want to see what the market is going to be for this guy. Yeah, I get what what uh, the way they let him go and things like that. But you got to think about it. It's a lot on your conscience. If you know, like, man, look, our team is not good enough to protect this guy. You know, so I'm going to go ahead and see if he can go out there and go to a different market. And he actually has options. And I'm glad you mentioned Dwayne Haskins because – He's also a product of Urban Meyer. You get what I mean? Alex Smith is also a product of Urban Meyer. Um, Haskins started off with Urban Meyer, right? So I feel like the thing that was funny about, about Haskins is, and this is the problem with most quarterback, college quarterbacks, most of them play within a certain system. Like when you go to college and you have a certain athletic skill set, you're getting you're going to that team for – like if like Justin Fields, I will say this: Justin Fields was already a quarterback. He was a, a a damn good quarterback. He came from Georgia, so he actually wasn't a product, original product of Ohio State. So I can't really say that because Georgia quarterbacks have done well. You know, hint Matthew, you know I, Matthew Stratford going to the Rams. So um, they have done well. So I will say that 
Um, in Dwayne Haskins' case, I just feel like he got to the NFL. He didn't work hard enough. I think that once you got you get there, people don't realize this. Once you get to the league, that's when the hard work really starts. It's not getting there and getting drafting on. Oh, oh my God, no, it's good because you can get caught up in the lights. I mean, look what happened to him. He start he started right next yeah, thing no five games. Head started getting a little big, and what did he do? He went to a strip club without a mask, and that's what ended his career. <laughs> it's the most horrible, horrible way to get cut from an NFL team. And right. like, look, man, look, not only are you a subar quarterback, but now you trying to go get some subar tail out at the strip club. And next thing you know, he didn't have a mask on. I'm going to do better. I'm going to be a better guy for, you know, my community, stuff like that. You got caught up when you should have just been working hard, staying at home, man. Like the rookie year, second year, your sophomore year, junior year, those that those are the years you need to prove something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. A lot of people, unlike my man, which will segue right into the next thing, Dak Prescott receiving a – $160 million deal for four years with a $66 million signing bonus and $126 million guarantee. Dwayne Haskins, that's what you do when you three right. and four years in the league, man. You, right. work, you work hard. I mean, Dwayne Haskins was what, a, a 10 round, 10, 10 selection on the first round? Yeah, he was, he was a lottery pick. Yeah, and then you got Dak who's fourth round, who they didn't believe was going to be as good as he is, worked his butt off, didn't party. I hope, now, this is what I do. I do hope that Dak stays true to who he is mm-hmm. so that he can he can continue to evolve and propel to heights and sort of heights that, you know, he can play at, you know? Yeah, and I mean, as far as Dak, I'm, I'm let's talking about Dak. Let's talk about Dak a little bit. I'm glad he got his bread um, because I do think that I think Carson Wentz is a decent quarterback when given the right position. I mean, we showed it. He's just injury prone when just he was in yep. Philadelphia. Um, but even then, I thought he was better than Jared Goff. And me being a Lions fan, um, I kind of I'm glad Stafford's How gone. How you feel about that? <laughs> I'm glad Stafford's gone, but the fact that we got Jared Goff, we took two steps back, and I wasn't even a fan of Matt Stafford. So, yeah, I think Jared Goff is, I'm not going to say trash. He took the Rams to the Super Bowl, but they shouldn't have even been, if we want to be truthful. It should have been the Saints. Should have been the Saints, yeah. Right? So, um, we're talking about uh, Dak. I think he's the best one that came out of that draft class. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, But I think he was in a different position than where Dwayne Haskins were. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins should have been looking at him and saying, hey, you know, you're my blueprint. If that's the case, you're ahead of me. Right. I I have an opportunity here. But look at the settings. You got America's team and Dak is the quarterback of that team. And then you got the Washington Redskins over here. That haven't been good in a They're long time. They're not the Redskins anymore. It's the oh, sorry. Yeah, the, the the Washington football team. My apologies to everybody. <laughs> um, but they're over here. They haven't been good in a long time. They haven't won a Super Bowl since Mark Rippon was their their quarterback. So, oh, when it comes. 
Go. When it comes to the setting, I think Go, that William. Matt had a humbling setting more than where Dwayne Haskins came in thinking, I'm going to be the man right now. <laughs> so. No, Doug Williams, though. Oh, Doug. Well, well, Doug Williams was before. Mark Rippon won one in 91, didn't he? Was that Mark Rippon? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, you're right. Oh, my God. You see, I didn't even know. I forgot that Washington had won a Super Bowl in 91. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's one. It was like 90 or 91, something like that. Early, early, early 90s before it, Dallas went on their tear. It was 91 because that's the, the Buffalo Bills went to five straight Super Bowls and lost. Holy crap. Nobody ever talks about that either. Nope. You do you do realize if they were the one, those five. Uh those five that that it would have been it would have they would have probably been one of the greatest dynasties ever. Yeah, absolutely, because they lost to the Cowboys and that would have knocked out the Cowboys from the nineties dynasty. Yeah. Right. And so plus you're talking about Jim Kelly with possible, you know, multiple rings. Granted, he's like the LeBron James. Wait a minute. Of- I'm gl- I'm glad you brought that up. That's a very important fact. If Jim Kelly wins all five of those Super Bowls, now keep in mind uh the Indianapolis Colts uh coach Frank Wright is the one who helped them get to one of those Super Bowls. But if you right, if it, I mean Jim Kelly could have been the great. He could have been considered the GOAT if he wins five straight Super Bowls. In the 90s against those Cowboys. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Ooh. Tom Brady, I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about a softer NFL now, right? So, hey, um, so when you're talking about the 90s and even before that, of course, it was hard hitting, et cetera, but nobody was winning multiple Super Bowls. You know what I mean? So Look, this- you, had, you had teams that weren't going back to back. It's very hard to go back to back in the NFL. Yes. Well, especially now, you know, and that was proven this year. But I don't even look if I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, I was I would I would have told the NFL to like wait until the next week. I would have pushed it back one more week. I know there's TV and stuff involved, but when you have three offensive linemen that are out of a Super Bowl that protects possibly the greatest, the next greatest quarterback in the league, right? And I, I'm gonna say the best downfield thrower because yeah. I love I love Tom Brady, but I'm, I mean he's a dink and dunk quarterback. Right. You know? And his I mean look everybody can look up the stats. He doesn't throw the ball well past 15, 20 yards. I mean it is what it is. He never he never has thrown the ball well. Even if when he had Randy Moss, no that year he was killing it. They had twenty five touchdowns to each other. Yeah, but. That's Randy Moss. He's of course, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, he, that was the caveat. Think about the other receivers that that had the speed to go mm-hmm. like Randy Moss did and throw the ball downfield, and still he didn't connect with them. So right. it's the same thing. I, look, he did this thing. He won seven. You can't take that away. But what I'm saying is the jury is still out. I still feel a little like I feel. I don't know how long Pat is gonna play. Uh, but I don't know if anybody's gonna ever catch Tom. Like, I mean, seven Super Bowls teams don't get to seven Super Bowls. So yeah, they have what Pittsburgh has six. Pittsburgh has six. Dallas has five. Yeah. Uh, I believe the 49ers have five. Um, um, I uh somebody just my statistician just told me that the Washington Redskins. 
beat the Buffalo Bills in 1992, by the way. 92, 92. Okay. 92. It wasn't 91, it was 92. So, yeah, we were you were close. You were right there. So, yeah. um, I, I just feel like... I feel like in 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 respects to that, like it should be an asterisk next to that Super Bowl. I don't care what anybody says. Like nobody, when you don't have your full, if I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah, I won, but I feel some kind of way about this this ring because I mean I know they're feeling good, but now they gotta deal with people saying, man, well the Chiefs didn't have three of their starting linemen there. Mm, your, <laughs> your Fairweather fans don't even notice that. You know what I mean? So, well, look, I'm not a fan of either one of them, so it doesn't matter. Right. So, I mean, plus, I mean, that's why you have 52 men on the team. You have backups beyond backups, and you have a practice squad. So, I know that, you know, Eric Fisher being out, he wasn't going to play anyway. He, what, right. he tore his ACL, right? Yep. 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 So, he wasn't going to be playing anyway. So, um, you know, even if they brought him back or if they brought the other two back, they're still missing their main gun. You know what I mean? No, but so, I, think, I think that they could have moved. If those two guys were there, I feel like they could have adjusted the line well enough for those, for him to be able to how, I mean, they scored nine points, bro. Nine. Yeah. Their, their running game, their running game and clock management would have definitely been different. Yeah. I can say that. Like, I mean, Mahomes wouldn't have ran. What was it? 400 and something yards on his own feet scrambling in the game. Yes. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It, it was. And, and Todd Bowles just came after that, man. Like, that's the thing. Todd Bowles is a great defensive coordinator. I, I agree with that. House for Washington. They were like, Todd Bowles would be a head coach. And I said, Did you see what happened in New York? Yeah. He's a terrible, terrible. Some people are just made for assistant coaches coordinators or head coaches you know what i mean like i think that there's certain people i think uh what is it what's his name uh wade phillips oh yeah wade phillips horrible head coach yeah but a great coordinator no he's he's a coordinator yeah but i mean he did go 13 three one year so what the cowboys well what happened after that though I mean, they wanted Jason Garrett there, so that's what happened there. Like, let's just keep it real. The Jones family wanted <laughs> And that was bad, too. Jason Garrett, this, that was a bad move, too. But dad getting his money, good. Go get your bread. Um, but he's in an interesting – he's in a little bit of a different situation than a lot of quarterbacks being the centerpiece of that team. But also, he's it's not just him. Even though he's the quarterback, Zeke is out there. You know what I mean? He's got names to compete with. That I think I think he did. I think the Cowboys, Stephen Jones and, you know, Jerry Jones and those guys drafted have drafted very well and made some good moves. Getting Amari Cooper. I think that was a very solid move. I think that getting um, C.D. Lamb was a great draft. C.D. Lamb was like dropped into their lap. So I don't know why anyone let C.D. Lamb drop that far in the draft. (laughs) Like, like. That's crazy to me, but I, I I personally would have liked to see CD lamb. I mean, what Jerry Judy got picked ahead of him, right? Yep. 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 Yeah. See, I think CD lamb was a better wide receiver than Jerry Judy. Wait a minute. Is Jerry Judy. Denver. Did he go to Denver? He went to Mm -hmm. Denver, right? Yep. 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 Okay. Yeah. I would have, I think, uh, I think CD lamb is, 
I mean, talents above a lot of people that were in that draft. And that was a wide receiver draft last year. Well, this is also the other thing. No, Dak wasn't there, right? <clears throat> so I got an opportunity. Uh, he was he was out last year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For the so yeah. before the season started, training camp, so I got an opportunity to watch Dak and CD Lamb get together and play. And if CD Lamb, if Dak was there, CD Lamb would have had a bigger year than what he had. Oh, I bet. And he had a great, pretty solid year. I mean, he was on my fantasy football team. He could have done better, but um, he he. Uh, I mean, I, I guess it is the quarterback, right? So right. I, I I would just suggest this. All the the young and upcoming college players and 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 um, future NFL quarterbacks, man, if you get drafted, you know, let Dak Prescott and Tom Brady be actually um, a trailblazers to the path of what can happen if you bust your ass and work hard. You get what I'm saying? So, like, you know, he was the last person drafted um, seventh round. Last person drafted. They don't even have seven rounds anymore. Do they have seven rounds? Yeah, they still got seven rounds. He was picked one. Tom Brady was 199. Wow. 199th pick. He has seven Super Bowl. Now it's like this. Like, if you want to win a Super Bowl, man, I'm going to Tampa, too. Like, I feel like I can go to Tampa right now and win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Probably. I mean, with if you're the quarterback and they've got that defense still, which brings me into a question that I want to ask you. Yep. So we saw how defense proved in this Super Bowl, and it proves time and time again that Super Bowls are won based on defenses. Yep, okay? yep, yep. So that gets his bread. Yep. You have a plethora of safeties that are out there right now, including Hassan Reddick. Woof. Okay. Yeah. The Cardinals just, I think the Cardinals just let him go really? in favor of re-signing Patrick Peterson to a smaller deal. So then we could bring JJ Watt in over here. Yeah. So my question to you is based on the Dallas Cowboys and their defense with the money that they're spending on Dak Prescott, do you think that they could afford somebody like Hassan, uh, Hassan Reddick or being able to just at least beef up the defense? Because if your offense is solidified and you have a gaping hole that's over here on the other side of the ball, this offense isn't going to matter. Yeah. Um, I feel like, Okay, so let, let's just start with the obvious. Last year, they had an opportunity to go after Earl Thomas, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then whatever happened with Earl Thomas, you know, I mean, personal reasons, whatever. Dallas doesn't want to be because Dallas got such a bad rap in the 90s with the whole cocaine and everybody else. They kind of don't want to bring in anybody that has that's going to bring bad attention to the team, right? Because they want to mm-hmm. be seen in a certain lot. I believe that they got some restructuring to do, though. To, oh, absolutely. So I would look at somebody like Jalen Smith, um, right? Um, is it Jalen Smith? The yeah, Jalen Smith. Yeah. I would look at Jalen Smith, number one, maybe restructure his contract. Um, I would re Sean Lee. We got to figure out something about Sean Lee. Sean Lee, he needs to decide if he wants to coach or play. I think he he's valuable to this particular team, but I do feel like they could bring in a younger linebacker, draft a younger linebacker, and 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 maybe have Sean be the coach and teach these guys what to do. But I feel like with doing some restructuring because they don't have a lot of money on the defensive side besides, you know, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, who I, I believe uh, once you have somebody on that front seven that's going to 
um, complement him. I believe he's going to get back to the Demarcus Lawrence we saw a few years ago. But I feel like it, even with some restructuring of his contract, they could possibly bring him in. Yes, if they go after him. and they and you're right, they should get a safety because that the Cowboys haven't had any good safety since Roy Williams and and um, and um, my guy out there is on Darren Woodson. Out yeah, there on state, yeah. So they and I, I would think that the the way that they could negotiate that is look if we get pressure on this back end that's going to allow the front end to go ahead and get more time to get to the quarterback right we saw what happened again with Tampa Bay and I think we talked about Mahomes in the sense of you know their whole line and everything like that but that's not taking anything away from that uh, top six defense over on the other side of the ball no. because Winfield and uh, Whitehead yeah. were two key catalysts in fact I'm Sorry to say, but that's why those two being out is what almost brought the Packers back. When Winfield went out, yes, and at that point, it was game on. Aaron Rodgers was having a, a field day, right? Yeah. So we won't talk about the calls that were in there or the missed calls. But as I'll far as the play, you know, Packer fan right here, I can, I can bring up some calls that decided that game. But we will just let history be history. Right. And as, and as far as it was, we did see a change when Winfield got hurt with his shoulder. Right. Yep. So if you go to DeMarcus Lawrence or you go to anybody that's on that defense, Jalen Smith and say, Hey, we need some money. Let's get you guys, your stats. Let's get you guys, your camaraderie, get you your big contracts, repay you again in, in upfront money a year from now, two years from now, yep. Yep. but let me go get Hassan Reddick and then let me go get a corner in AJ Bouye. Ooh, I like that. That move too, brother. You know what I mean? I, I love AJ Bouye. I think AJ Bouye is, is – I think that was a huge mistake letting Ramsey and Bouye go from Jacksonville. Yeah. You know, but I think anybody in the back between secondary and safety, they need to start filling those holes. Well, uh, they have a good young quarterback in Trayvon Diggs. So, I think that mm – -hmm. I think Diggs – Throw AJ Bouye on that other side. AJ Bouye on the other side. And, and you just – you bring up another valid point. If they get another solid corner, they may be – don't need a, a solid safety. They need to do something. They need to get a, a, a solid because their their uh, their strong safety is actually really good. Um, I think whether or not they're using Xavier Woods there a lot or not or whatever the case may be, but they definitely need to put a solid cornerback or a solid safety, and then that'll help out that defense because then you have to worry about the middle of the field, and we all know that Jalen Smith is a pretty damn good middle linebacker. So now, you know, the people don't realize that the middle linebacker is just the first level before the free safety. So, you know, so if you have somebody like Jalen Smith covering the middle of the, of the field, right. And maybe we don't, maybe Jalen Smith is not a good middle linebacker. Maybe he's a better outside linebacker, you know, um, because Sean Lee played a lot of middle linebacker. Right. And then they moved, yeah. they moved Sean Lee to the side when Jalen started, you know, progressing, but I feel like maybe he's just an outside linebacker. You stick, maybe Sean Lee goes back to middle linebacker, but they want speed at that spot. So if they do that, right. they definitely need the, the free safety to be strong. Definitely right. need the free safety to be strong. And with saying real quick, cause I, I'm a fan of Sean. I, I, I think that he's, he was a, a great player. I mean, still in the lineup and everything. Yeah, he's yeah. taking him out so much that to me, he could have been what Luke Keekley was before he oh. retired. Right? And, Luke, and Luke just retired because he was tired of the concussion. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. So 
I mean, Sean's not getting the concussions. He's getting like bodily injuries, his backs, his his back, his knees, etc. But he's like almost the Mr. Glass for the Cowboys. It's like he steps on the field, he's right off by the you know mid quarter, and then he's done for the game. Well, you know what I mean. And so, I'm glad you said that though, because defenses like um, I'll bring up the Patriots defense that actually beat the Rams. Right, that was like one of the lowest scoring Super Bowls. Right, Tom Brady, six thirteen to seven or something like that. Yeah. And so you Tom Brady fans, just so you know, Tom Brady didn't light up the fucking world in that Super Bowl. So my my thing is this, right? The defense won that Super Bowl. The defense also won the Super Bowl versus, even though it was a horrible call by the Seattle Seahawks um, and Russell Wilson, Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler intercepts the ball. Defense won that championship as well. Okay. So, so I feel like, uh, my point, though, the, the defense, can you name one starter on the defense that beat the Rams for the Patriots? Yeah. No, absolutely. Huh? Name one starter on that defense. Well, I mean, Malcolm Butler. That was about it. <laughs> no, 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 you had, uh, well, you had Kyle the, Van Noor was on the team. That beat the Rams, not, not the Seahawks. Oh, not the Seahawks. Yeah. So, uh, what was Kyle? Kyle Van Noy was over there. I don't know if Van Noy was there yet. I know Hightower was there. Yeah, Hightower was there. Um, you also had the McCourty, uh, Devin McCourty. Devin McCourty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's two. I mean, there's a couple. There's a couple names that are over there. So but that defense was amazing the whole year. So I then rebuttal that and say, besides Ray Lewis, tell me who was on that. Ravens defense that won the Super Bowl, their first one. Well, no, but that's my whole point. My whole point is I feel like all the Cowboys need to do because they have talent Mm -hmm. on the defensive side is get a coach that knows who what the hell you're doing. Dan Quinn was a part of that Super Bowl that they lost in the Patriots and the Seattle Seahawks. So I feel like they need to just have a good defense team-wise, that Dan Quinn can actually install. I believe the Cowboys' offense is good enough to get them over the hump, though, to win the championship. I completely agree. So I'm I'm, I'm thinking, but I'm, I'm going to just say it like this. I don't, besides Tampa Bay, because Tampa Bay, they did uh, release somebody, I think, just uh, today, actually. Um, um, Tampa Bay released... A statistician to tell us in a minute, but I believe they released somebody today, actually. And I feel like they still have the best defense out there. If we go on like by defenses that are going to help win the Super Bowl, I don't see any other defense out there besides the Patriots. Because remember, a lot of people on the Patriots defense opted out this year. They're coming back Mm -hmm. strong this year. You know, they opted out last year. So people got to keep in mind that Bill Belichick did that type of job with a defense that didn't even, like, like have his main guys on there. And now you're going to see – I'm not saying the Patriots are going to, you know, win the Super Bowl or playoff game or anything like that, right? You got to get somebody other than Cam. Yeah. So, yeah, well, no. They're actually bringing back, bringing them back. They they are yeah. not 
letting him go. I see it right there. Uh, they're bringing back Levante, Levante David. Yeah, I thought they got rid of him. My bad. They're actually keeping him, so they're bringing him back. On a, a two-year, $25 million deal. You know what I mean? It's, it's decent. It, the, that defense, and I'm I'm a strong believer in this. You don't hear his name a lot anymore, but I think that front line completely revolves around Indomitian Sue. Shaq Barrett would not be Shaq Barrett if Indomitian Sue wasn't there. Man, Dominican Sue is very important to a lot of people. I, I'm just shocked that he has moved around as much as he has. You know, I'm shocked mm-hmm. that I'm shocked that it didn't work out in Detroit. I'm shocked that it didn't work yeah. out um in LA. I'm shocked that he he's found I'm I'm actually happy it didn't work out in Miami either. But I'm yeah. I'm uh happy that he found a home in Tampa Bay. The dude is good. The dude is really good. And you're right. If Dominican Sue is not there. I'm actually happy about this. You know, there it's kind of crazy you just said that because even though I kind of wanted Patrick Holmes to beat Tom Bray, I'm really happy that Nadamakan uh Nadamakan Sue won a Super Bowl ring. You yes, know, me too. yeah, and I'm happy for um I'm also happy for uh coach. Um, but now this kind of helps me segue into one of the other people we were going to talk about is this coming season. My breakout player of the year is going to be Jameis Winston. Uh huh. <laughs> Look at my shaking his <laughs> You know, wait a minute. Why don't you think Jameis Winston is going to have a breakout year, bro? Because Jameis has already proven to all of us that he can throw a ton of touchdowns and a ton of interceptions in one season. Um, I, don't think he's ever, I don't think he's ever lived up to the hype, and I think it started with his psychology. Mm, okay. I think that he was given too much too quickly, being the number one pick. Um, I think on that – whole city. Taking they, on yeah, whole. They, put a, they put a whole city on his shoulders, and he – his best season was also technically his worst season, which is which is hilarious. No, but let me ask you this. Do you think that the Buccaneers should have sent him a, a Super Bowl ring? No. I think so. Why? Because he wasn't there all season. No, but this is the deal. They didn't release him until they signed Tom Brady. So they were gonna bring him back. So in my opinion, business baby. Hey, they still gave DeMarcus Cousins a ring at the Lakers. They still gave – it was a couple of other people that had cut. Oh, Troy Daniels got a ring. They still gave some people some championship rings. Like, I would I would take it. I'll be like – Well, see, me, when, when you're talking about those situations – now, I understand DeMarcus Cousins was on that roster during the season. So, he got the ring because even oh, though he didn't play, he was on the he, – he was on no, the – but he was on that team as well. So just so people know, and just so you know, I don't know if you know this, but the football calendar year starts when mini camp start. Who was so we're, we're talking about based on calendar year. Calendar year okay. he was still in the building. That's the caveat. See, I'm one that I think I, I'll be I'll be the first one to tell you that I think the Anderson Verjal ring that he got when Cleveland won was bullshit. But he was on he got traded to the, the Golden State. I don't care. I don't care. You're not there in the finals playing for me. It's one thing. This is the thing. It's, it's one thing to get through the season and football's a little different. So I'll come back to football in a second. Cause we still got to finish. Right, James. Right. When we're talking about basketball. You got an 82 game season. 
right? Yeah. Kind of like baseball. You got 162 games. There's a couple of them that, yes, you can afford to lose. But he got traded after a half of the season that already happened, bro. So technically, that means that, hold on, the way the NBA works is that if you are on a team at the beginning of the season Mm -hmm. for more than a season, and when you get traded and you win a championship, right, Mm -hmm. they get a ring. Or right. if you get traded to the team that's in the championship and they win, they get a ring, which was Deion Waiter's situation. He still would have won a ring even if Miami would have won. Right. Yeah. Which I, I completely understand. And I think it's a but bullshit rule. <laughs> I think it's a bullshit rule. Because when it comes to crunch time, we're talking about the NBA. It comes to crunch time. That seven-game series against Miami. Right. Let's take – a let's take – the one for Verjao. That seven-game series against uh, Cleveland, he yeah. got one for being on Cleveland's team, even though his team actually lost. He was going to get one no matter what. Right. But that guy didn't even step foot on the floor. Who had <laughs> no contribution. Have you ever seen the movie Semi-Pro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So remember what uh, what Andre 3000 was talking about to uh, Woody Harrelson? No, you refresh he said, my memory. He, he said... Uh, he doesn't know what it's like because he played the bench. You know what I'm saying? Because they were like, yo, let me see the championship ring. What were the Celtics like, right? And he was like, he but wouldn't know. was an intricate, uh, intricate part of the Cleveland Cavaliers offense before he was actually traded. I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah. But he didn't LeBron, LeBron, LeBron loved him as well. LeBron can love me. Doesn't mean I'm getting a ring, uh, right? But I think that if you were on the now, this is where that where you where your argument is valid about this, sir. If they would have traded him 15 games into the season, mm-hmm. and I'm saying, nah, you don't deserve a ring, bro. You know, but he played half of the season, it's more than half the, of the season. The the playoffs and the finals are a is the second season. There's a reason why LeBron coasts through the regular season. He well, doesn't he go for 40. He, ain't, he ain't coasting this year. <laughs> no, because well, it's, it's Anthony Davis is out for six weeks and possibly the season. If I'm if I'm uh, the Lakers, I'm keeping Anthony Davis out for the year. I'm not letting him come back this year. Maybe for the playoffs, but maybe not even then. You want to know why? Because the same thing is going to happen to him that happened to Kevin Durant. Yeah, the Achilles. Yeah, the Achilles. You got to let those things heal. Oh, I, and I, I called that that year. I said, watch, it's going to pop, and boom, we saw it right on TV. Oh, that was horrible. That's disgusting. Like, you know, my, the, my heart hurt when when the greatest player ever, Achilles, went down, you know, and, and he walked to the line, shot his two free throws, and then walked off. Brown hasn't torn his Achilles. What you talking about? <laughs> We're talking about Kobe. Kobe. Back to Jameis, <laughs> right, though. I think Jameis, he's got big shoes to fill for a little guy, and that's Drew Brees, right? Yeah, but I'm going to tell you, Cameron Jordan, and we know Cameron Jordan is like the loud mouth on the Saints, right, on yeah. the defensive side of the ball. Cameron Jordan is excited about Jameis Winston. Excited. So those guys over there, are seeing something that the rest of the world is not seeing because I know that Jameis is the 30 for 30 king. You know what I mean? 
Although some of those interceptions weren't his fault. <laughs> I mean, he can make it. I don't know. I saw some horrible <laughs> ones. I don't know what, what he was seeing or reading, but man, like I was just like, bro, throw the ball. I think, I think they scored what eight touchdowns against him on those 30 for 30 interceptions. Mm-hmm. So um, but no, I I believe that Sean um uh coach is, yeah, Sean Payton is a is a quarterback guru. He's the one who drafted Tony Romo. And got don't, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Tony, bro. Don't, don't do that. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. The quarterback whisperer is Bruce Arians. Let's be real. Okay. He's a quarterback whisperer. Why yeah. did he make Jameis? Why did he make Jameis a 30 for 30 candidate then? Because his career at Tampa was already done. No, no. Like he, you, can, you can always Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians was able to take the great Peyton Manning and make him what he was. Yeah, that's true. Right? He also here was able to take Carson Palmer to the NFC Championship. Okay, facts. The one year that they were really good in 2015 prior to the Super Bowl. But he didn't do anything. He comes out of retirement. And in fact, if I'm not mistaken, was, was he only there for this year? This was his first year, right? No. Was it the second year? He was there for the 30-30. He was the quarterback. So that was last, okay, so this is his second year so there, and he gets Tom Brady but, and takes a 42-year-old to the Super Bowl, and they win. But this is my – no, you just made that argument that Todd Bowles' defense took them to the Super Bowl. Oh, and, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah. There's a huge part in that Super Bowl that went to, to Tampa Bay, but they still needed to put points on the board, right? Yeah, so what happened was – Bruce and Byron, right? Mm-hmm. Tom had a had a talk with them and said, "Hey, look, man, I can't throw the ball down the field like James. We need to do some stuff that I like to do. Let's do some five to fifteen yard, twenty yard crossing patterns. Maybe throw yeah. a flag or a post every once in a while, but we definitely got to use play action because I don't have the arm that James does. So because at the beginning of the year when they were seven and five, Tom Brady was looking like." A he four, was looking like shit. Quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, no, it was bad. It was bad. So if if I'm clearing out some space, right? And I've done a little NFL coaching, right? So if I'm clearing out some spaces and stuff like that, and I'm doing some dinks and dunks like that, bro, I can I can do that in the NFL. You can do that oh, in the NFL. Absolutely. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that and, at all. And but that, I also think we need to give credit to Byron Leftwich for being able to make that adjustment as a coach. He's yeah. a way better coach than he was ever an actual quarterback. Oh, absolutely. But Bruce Aarons also took the job because he liked Jameis Winston because Jameis Winston used to attend his quarterback coach, uh, his quarterback camps. Did you know that? So uh, no, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. But maybe it only took that one year, which I got a funny story to tell you about Jameis. I love Jameis for one reason. All right, and this is the mo- this is the moment of storytelling time by Michael. <laughs> it is that season, that thirty for thirty season. I had a a great fantasy team. Okay, I had Christian McCaffrey on my team. Oh, strong! I had Michael Thomas on my team. Oh, like last year. I had Josh Jacobs his rookie year. Yes, this is this is this is how, this how did you have who what league were you playing? I want to play in this league because apparently these people cannot draft. 
The same. Well, Patrick Mahomes was drafted number one. Oh my gosh! Overall. I have Patrick. Though. I have Patrick. Yeah. Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, and Saquon Barkley went before Christian McCaffrey. So I had the number four pick, and that was it. Right. Christian McCaffrey, and then on my wraparound is when I got Michael Thomas. Oh, which, really? So I had yeah, I had the fourth of the last pick. So I went running back, wide receiver, and then right after that, I ended up going uh, Josh Jacobs. Right. right. Josh Jacobs was out there tearing it up, doing double side receiving and running. Right. LV ready to stand up. So I had this great team. I ended up with injuries. I ended up picking up Raheem Mostert off of the waiver wire, which ended up doing great. That was a good pick. Yep. Yep. So I'm going into the last game of the season. There's 1750. You had to start Jameis Winston. No, 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 no. I had to start Jimmy Garoppolo, bro. I was going against Jameis Winston. And you got torched. No, I won because of that. Because he threw four interceptions. Because he threw four interceptions, right? And then not just that, but there was some stat within there that he only scored seven points as a quarterback. And not just that, but I had Chris Godwin. Oh, no. (laughs) Right? So Jimmy Garoppolo had done horrible later in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be close. Right. No, 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 no. When Dallas, uh, wasn't Dallas Goddard ended up playing in the night game that night? Yeah. He scored me 25 points. I blew the guy out of the water. But it was close in the early part of the game because of Jameis Winston. I'm like, once you take out the quarterback, it's kind of landslide from there because when you got quarterback-heavy league, if you don't score a lot of points, the rest of your team can easily beat the other team. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. So Jameis was the starter on the other team, and he only scored like seven, eight points total the whole game. And he had four touchdowns, but he had like five interceptions, four or five interceptions. Yeah. So it was hilarious. But other than that, like I said, I don't think think the skill is there. The strength in the arm is there, but I don't think the skill is there like Drew Brees. But we, we don't know that yet because you didn't get to see him perform. Look, this is the jury out being out on Jameis this year. That's why I am saying, you heard it here first, that he will have a breakout season. He's probably going to throw 40 to 50 touchdown passes, and I'll give him 15 interceptions. How much you want to bet he gets traded, cut, or replaced? Um, We got, hey, right here, live on the episode, we have two different views on Jameis Winston. Okay, let's, let's, let's do this. Uh, a steak dinner at Ruth Chris. Oh shit! And for paying for all or people, which Uh-oh. includes me, you, Venus, and Amanda. So you heard it here first. If he doesn't get cut, replaced, then Michael Franz is gonna owe me a Ruth Chris steak dinner. I got you. Okay, you got me? I got you. I'm hopping in the whip, and I'm driving right up to, to and, Vegas. And, man. and same if he does, I'll be right down there in Arizona doing the same thing, buying a steak dinner. So Let's do it. You heard Let's it? do it. All right, so, yeah, before we go, though, uh, we did. I did want to talk about All-Star Weekend. Yes. Did you get an opportunity to watch All-Star Weekend? Watch the whole thing. You did? So... How did you like the setup? I, I thought it was kind of rushed. I you know, you know how we're used to like an actual all-star weekend where it starts like on Thursday and stuff. I know COVID uh rules is a little bit different, but right. how did you feel 
about the entire weekend, the way it was like, it was kind of like they played all week and then they was like, all right, this is going to be the weekend and we're going to do this all day long and have the game at the end of the night. So, of course, I mean, that caveat of COVID, but I don't know. I mean, I just, I didn't, I think all-star weekend outside of the festivities or seeing your favorite athletes go in there to watch the game. Other than that, I think it's lost its flair period. Oh, I agree. Um, they put the, they had to put the slam dunk contest at halftime. Oh, and the slam dunk contest oh, yeah. was I don't even know who won because I changed it and I came back and watched where LeBron didn't even play the second half. He didn't play at all in the second half. That's a good point. Yeah, four points, four assists, and two rebounds, and he was done. But that team that he drafted was absolutely amazing, which makes me wonder how was this actually done? Like, who in their right mind doesn't pick Luka Doncic? You know what I'm saying? Like I can tell you, I can tell you the answer to that, bro. What? Kevin Durant. But that's what I'm saying. Why though? Like, I mean, that's the easy, but why, bro? Like you picked your best player on your side to me was probably Kawhi. Well, bro, it's it this was Kevin Durant's first time as a captain, right? So I think that he he kind of had some um loyalty to his I oh, think he had one Kyrie and James Harden. Yes, yeah. I get that. And, and and I get that, but people gotta start thinking, man. You dare to win that game. And I just think that LeBron proved that he's the best damn GM in the NBA. <laughs> period. Max. <laughs> like, Max, when you have a starting five like that, <laughs> LeBron, like and LeBron didn't play, like you said, he didn't play at all in the four in, in the second half. So at the same time, we just saw you guys have LeBron James ever decides to own a NBA basketball team. Y'all better watch out because that dude definitely, if there's not a thing called a salary cap um, or within the per- parameters of a salary cap, LeBron James is going to have the best damn team in the NBA. I'm going to tell you that <laughs> he right He might just now. be the Yankees. He <laughs> might have the Yankees in the NBA and pay the luxury tax the way they did for like 10, 15 years. For 10, 15 years, bro, like yeah. – and I'm telling you, because when he dropped, I, I actually looked at the lineup of that team like you did. I mean, you're right. Who doesn't pit Luca? But this is the deal. Who doesn't draft Giannis? I know. Well, I think LeBron drafted Giannis. Drafted first, him bro. first. So yeah. He was the first one off the board. But you pick Bradley Beal over Luka Doncic. That's what that's what I was about to say. You picked. <laughs> look, we. I love. I think you like Bradley Beal, too. Love Bradley Beal, but he ain't Luka. I mean, he's not Luka. Then on top of that, you let the greatest shooter possibly of all time, you Steph Curry, Kyrie over Steph Curry, get out of here, man. Like, yeah. I, like, you know, he was like, I was just like, look, bro, look, I would have been like, oh man, look, my boy, we teammates, but I'm, I'm playing to win this game. Right. And I, I think that that's what I'm talking about. Like behind the scenes, there's a storyline there. The storyline was Steph and LeBron finally on the same court, on the same court together as the teammates, right? That was one. And two, it's against Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Yes. Like Like, there's a storyline to that. It, it, it actually made headlines. Like how's this going to work, et cetera, et cetera. Nobody realized that LeBron was going to sit out the whole second half. By the way, Steph Curry, I think the three-point contest is now the highlight of the weekend overall. Oh, no, that was the highlight of the weekend. I'm glad you just said it because I was going to tell you that was my favorite part. Mm-hmm. of the, the slam dunk contest was trash. I mean, 
when when Stanley didn't get a a, 10, a 50 on that, I stopped. I actually turned it off. Even though Anthony, I like Anthony Simmons as a is a point guard. He's actually from my wife's hometown of Orlando. So, you know, I I still thought it was trash. I, I feel like I feel like if they wouldn't have, he he they basically eliminated Stanley from the beginning by not giving him that because his second he was kind of disappointed. I mean, it was a psychology thing. He was like, wait a minute, I got I scored 44 in this dunk. Ain't nobody ever did a dunk like that. Like you know, so I feel like that right there hurt, but the, the three-point contest was probably the most entertaining because the skill skills contest was trash, too, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm, I've never been a fan of the skills competition. The three-point contest came down to the last shot for Steph. Oh, that was and then, and then as far as the slam dunk contest goes, yeah, I mean, just putting it at halftime, I think, was trash. Who they had in it was trash, but I think the slam dunk contest is dead anyway. Um, yeah, if you yeah. ask me, if you ask me, it's dead. Because we're not in that era anymore. We are in the era of shooters. So when you have that era of shooters, it's kind of like, well, was was the three-point contest most exciting because Steph won with his last shot? Or was it more exciting regardless because we are in that shooting era now anyway? I think I think it's your second one. I think that we're in a shooting area era. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, we have a basketball court here and you see all these kids, you know, I mean, they're playing full court, bro. And they're shooting from, I mean, you just saw Dame Leonard, Lillard and Steph hit threes from half court in an all-star game. And you see in these little kids, even though they can't do it, they're just jacking up threes from at half court, you know, I mean, just shooting. So um, I feel like, I feel like the all-star game was because that's the era that we're in right now. I, I have to say, yes. The second one, like that's the reason. What absolutely killed the dunk contest for me wasn't even this year. It was it last was. year when D Wade gave Aaron Gordon a four. Wait, what did he get? What did he score? Nine. 49? Yeah, they he everybody gave him a 10. Yeah. Except for D Wade. He gave him a nine. Yeah. Which then it was like, well, is it because you're a heat player and Derek Jones is a heat player or what? You know? Well, and that's why they shouldn't have had D Wade judging the contest because I mean there is a conflict of interest there. You know, he played with him. He also, you know, he's heat all the way. I, I just feel like I honestly believe that that's what that last year is what killed the dunk contest. I think that's why I stopped wanting to watch it because uh, when he it was on his last breath, D Wade put the bullet in the head. Yes. And plus, there's nothing that I mean, I, I feel like Aaron Gordon did a lot last year that we didn't see. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like there is unless you we've seen so much now that unless you actually um, do something different, you're not going to have um, a good slam dunk contest. We've seen almost every dunk that I mean, I, I honestly believe the, the best slam dunk contest still to this day was Vince Carter. 2000 2000 bro like that was you know i was around when i saw mike i I saw dominique i saw all those guys you know i even saw kobe and i'm not even claiming kobe's to be the best vince was probably the best that i ever i I wouldn't claim kobe's as as one of the best is because all he did he repeated isaiah Ryder's dunk the east bay funk dunk yeah he did and that was the that was the first time we saw the uh under the legs right yeah. So Kobe then does it again, and he wins a chip off of that too. So it's like 
it's being one now. It's, it's just unless you're Zach Levine where he bounced it and it went through his legs and he caught it behind and dunked, unless you do something like that. Well, yeah, and Zach is a Zach dunk. Levine in the dunk contest, though. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, and Zach doesn't, from what I know, doesn't want to do it again. So That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Why don't these guys want to do them when they're great dunkers? You know what I mean? Because well, it's, it, it's, a dead, it's, it's a dead competition, I think. And on top of that, I think I've heard that a lot of people have hurt their um, forearms. Like, they get sore because they're actually dunking the ball real hard and, and – yeah. In their hurting their hands and stuff like that. So I just think that if it was me, I wouldn't do the dunk contest. If I could dunk, if I could jump, that's why I like Westbrook. Westbrook said, "Look, I'm I'm probably one of the greatest in game dunkers, but I'm not I'm not going to do the slam dunk contest." And Zion actually said that this year as well. Zion said, "I don't want to do the slam dunk." Contest. I mean, Zion. <laughs> we talk about Zion on a different one, but I do have a question. I do have a question for you though. Okay. So when you're when we're watching the dunk contest, so what was it? I forgot who it was, but they he jumped over two NBA players. I saw that dunk. Oh, that was Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin, and who did he jump he actually, over? He actually jumped over his dad and Julius Randle. Okay, so Julius Randle is yay tall, right? I mean, what's nay tall though? I mean, the dude is like almost six ten, brother. I'm that this is my point. His dad is Obi Toppin's dad is not 6'10. He's about 6'8, though. He's still shorter than Julius Randle. <laughs> right. What is the point of having him on there? Because you can say you jumped over two people instead of one. No, oh, bro. Doesn't matter when the other look person is shorter. Look how stone cold Michael is. He brought him out. It was a sentimental thing because his dad is probably one of the greatest underground dunkers of all time so and i can i can get that i get that but jumping like do something in tribute to him like they the tributes that they do they wear jerseys right they do something yeah. like that do something like that don't jump over a shorter person in front of the taller person by the way where the shorter person doesn't even matter well i i think he just wanted to put his he just wanted to scrape his uh his uh his his areas on the back of the head. Put his beanbag on their neck real quick. <laughs> because I mean, I get it too. I mean, if they're both were like, if they both were six tens, whatever Julius Randall height, and and I can have the statistician check Julius Randall's height real quick. But at the same time, like I get what you're saying. They need to be like six ten, seven feet. <laughs> the fact that. Exactly. That's why it was so amazing when oh, Aaron Gordon and and Julius Randle is what? How tall is he? He's actually six eight. So you had two six eight guys, <laughs> and he clearly. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, I don't. I don't think his dad was six eight. I think his dad might have been six six. Hey, because he was shorter than Julius Randle. Okay, statistician, please look up Obi Toppin's dad's height. Let's see, <laughs> let's see how tall he is because. I get what I get what you're doing. Look, they even had their heads down a little bit. Like they were kind of slouched over a little bit. Like exactly, but that's what made Taco fall. That dunk where Aaron Gordon jumped over him. Oh, that was that, dope. That was that's what made that so special. Even if he bent his head, that's still seven foot. What seven five? Seven. Like he's a he's a tall dude. Seven three, seven five somewhere. Yeah, in there. and Aaron Gordon still got over him, head uh, ducked or man. not. 
Aaron, Aaron Gordon is probably one of the best dunkers I've ever seen. I, I'm also, I forgot this, but um, Blake Griffin uh, dunk contest was really good as well. Like, I can't. You I think can't, so? I can't. I can't. I hated the car dunk. You didn't like it? I hated it. Bro, oh, my God. So he I jumped just, over the hood. So he jumped he, over the hood at the lowest part. Like, bro. No, you're not Kobe. Kobe jumped over a whole car. Kobe did jump over. See, you keep telling everybody Kobe is the great one of the greatest dunkers. You know, I, I get where you're going with that, Michael. No, Kobe is one of the greatest dunkers of all time. I am not gonna disagree with that. How how tall is Obi topping his father? Six nine. Six nine. So he's actually taller he's than taller. Julius so it was Randall. Him that was taller and Julius yeah. Randle was so all I know is when I saw it, they looked like what these uh these Wi-Fi bars here. Tall, short. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, look, bro. They look like they look like some lower highs. That's what. That's pretty much what. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like they were looking like a downtrend. <laughs> so, so when, so when he went up at the peak, anyways, he was already going down anyway. So yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the pullback. That was a straight reversal. <laughs> and for people that don't know, Michael and I are forex traders as well as sport host. That's why we're able to. Just in case you guys don't know the the extra comment comedy there so you guys look it was another great episode uh but this is duante keller woods signing off for my man michael friends thank you sir appreciate it everybody listening like subscribe etc let's go i love this podcast first take is not our name but we are the take after the take and everybody have a magnificent day Ha, 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 ha.